It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks for joining us today with People Under the Stairs. This is Stan Wanglin, one of your hosts here. And you know my other host is my good buddy, PJ, Paul James Caden. Today we're separated by some distance because I'm doing a little bit of paranormal investigating. And, uh, you know, a pretty nice show here. And uh, I'm just in this building here. I'm seeing some strange stuff. What? What's going on here? Paul! Paul! Stan, are you with us? You're fading out. What's happening, man? There's something happening. Oh, my God. Jesus, Paul. Are you there? I lost you there for a minute, man. It was like 45 minutes. Where were you? You lost me? Yeah, you were gone for like 45 minutes, and now you're suddenly back. What happened? I don't know, man. I, I don't know, but dude, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. There's a guy at the door here again here. Hold, hold on for one second. Yes, sir. No, you're not from Grubhub, are you? This guy looks awful strange, Paul. What? You've got what kind of wings? Paul! Paul! Are you there, pal? I, I just had to excuse myself for a moment. My eyes seemed to be bleeding while there was interference on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to People Under the Stairs. Do you, uh, Paul, I don't know how, how did the theremin music come across on the show? Was it good? 
yeah, it uh, it was clear on my end. So, well, I think it's good, man. Well, good. I don't know about you, but every time I hear that kind of music, that I, it just does something in my stomach. It it is it it is the theme music for all things paranormal, all things science fiction, all things scary. And I guess today, because we've got some great guests coming up, some storytellers and wonderful hosts, Cat Wars coming up this week that uh, we could finally get because she was doing some schoolwork and because yours truly had not been feeling well. We've got some spooky stuff coming up that's fun and real. And I thought today a good thing to do would be what the heck are the spookiest movies that... Uh, yeah, the, the movies that kind of freak you out for whatever reason. They may be old ones. They may be new ones. Uh, you know, that have to do with the paranormal or horror fiction or, or whatever. Uh, that kind of stuff. So that, uh, you know, is the show that we're going to do. And uh, since I kind of hijacked the show with that theremin uh, music, and that's what it's called, folks, a theremin, that, you know, science fiction stuff. Paul, what are your... Or some of your spookiest movies that you'd like to share, or anything else you'd like to start off with? Well, I think the first one that really uh, scared the hell out of me, and it 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 marked my life even to this day, but not in a spooky way. But it started a habit when I was a child. Mm-hmm. It was the old Dracula movie with Bela Lugosi. Ooh, and you know the the whole thing—the vampires coming in and sneaking up on the, the, the people in the bed and biting them and, and turning them into mm-hmm. vampires. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely convinced when I was a little kid that this vampires were real. Yeah. So every night when I went to bed, I, I would I would cover up right up to the corner of my eye, make sure my neck was covered, my ear was covered, and I would hold it, the covers really tight all night long. And I used to make this plan in my head, man, when I grow up, I'm going to have garlic at all the windows. When I have my own house, I'm going to sleep with a crucifix. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have one nailed to the head of my bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I was petrified that, that a vampire was going to come and, and bite me in the night. And mm-hmm. I slept that for so many years when I was a kid that even to this day as a grown up, not that I'm afraid of uh, Bella Lugosi or vampires, but I still mm-hmm. sleep when I go to bed and I cover up. I still pull them up to the, the corner of my eye, and that's how I have to sleep. I, I feel like it's just my comfortable position. The, the, the covers have to be in, in that position. So wow. Thanks, that's, thanks. Isn't, that, isn't that amazing? Yeah, so, so thanks to Bella Lugosi, I now have uh, whatever habit and, and, and brain patterns formed over the years that now that, that's at 52 years old, that's my... Provided I sleep with blankets in the summertime, of course I don't because mm-hmm. it's, it's warm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was definitely a scary one for me. And I remember laying awake at night saying, "Man, my parents are so stupid. Why aren't there garlic, you know, hanging in these windows? Mm-hmm. Why aren't there, you know, crosses, you know, dangling over our beds? You know, I'm going to do this when I grow up." Mm-hmm. I was absolutely petrified of, of vampires. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so glad I came up with this idea today. Like you've had some wonderful ideas for shows. And for me, I don't think the audience is aware of that. For anybody who really knows me, I'm a student of the cinema and particularly old cinema, silent cinema, uh, the, the history of cinema. I love it. I love it. I love it. As a matter of fact, um, uh, my dear friend, Tony Vileko, I hope he's listening to the show. He has a wonderful book on silent movie stars, and I'll, I'll have to put that um, out for folks. He was on one of my other shows. And man. Uh, it doesn't just have to be modern stuff. Cinema is uh, amazing, and the effect it has on people. So I, you know, I hope we do more of these shows. Even though we're just six minutes into the show, I hope everybody loves it and, and thinks about the, the movies that scare the bejesus out of them. You know, you reminded me that these weren't on my list, but uh, now that I now that I think of it, oh my God, it's bringing. I, I guess I blocked it out of my head for many years um, as a kid. I was always afraid of the dark, and my parents were just, you know, they were such nice people, but they were so fucking ignorant, and I'm actually going to say that, so fucking ignorant, they, they wouldn't leave the door open a crack for light, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I slept in a room with my uh, other brothers and sisters. There were four of us in the room when they were home. And, you know, they were much older than I was, so they weren't there most of the time. And they'd go out and I'd say to my sister, Judy, what time are you coming home? Carol, will you be home by nine (laughs) o'clock? You know, my (laughs) brother or what? Because I wanted somebody in the room, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, it would be time for bed. And my mother, who's so sweet, you know, she'd put you to bed and tuck you in and kiss your feet and tell you, I'm being serious. All this shit, the perfect German mother, I mean, just dote on you. And then would say, good night. And I'd say, can you leave that door open? And then she'd go, fuck you. No, the door would be closed. They just didn't believe. You had to cope. That was, they were not going to let a kid not be able to sleep in the dark. And I can remember the two things that scared the shit out of me most was when I saw The Wolfman on Channel 11 on the Million Dollar Movie for the first time. And, you know, that when he changes. Yep. I, I mean, I almost had a convulsion. To see that, and that gave me nightmares throughout my entire childhood. And of course, I, I, the Wolfman pictures were on nonstop, and I would see them like everybody else. And then Frankenstein, you know, and you know, we see Frankenstein, you know, busting out of something and kill, killing something. So when when they turn the lights out in the room, we have this big armoire in the room, which is just another word for a closet that's outside of it. And I could picture Frankenstein busting out of that thing, and, and I, you know, I had like brain damage from not sleeping for years (laughs) until somebody came home. And to make this story just one pinch longer, having outgrown a little bit of that, I violated my parents' wishes and actually the law at the time. And I got in to see the movie Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock Psycho, and saw Janet Lee stabbed to death in the shower. And uh, then Old Lady Bates, which was the first time anybody had seen a skeleton face like that in the movies with that crazy music that they had in the picture that scared everybody like Jaws did for people in the water. And I was probably scared to go in the shower and take a shower in my house, I don't know, for like three years. And of course, when I'd go to sleep at night, I was just picturing, say, you know, Tony Perkins coming in and slitting my goddamn throat. So... uh, (laughs) That, those those movies, those classic monster movie and then Psycho, that first really hardcore, you know, you see Janet Lee, you know, getting stabbed for Christ's sakes in the shower. And no, nobody ever saw anybody getting stabbed for real like that. It, it scared the shit out of me. What's another one for you, Paul? There, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I went off on that one. What's some other ones that, that have, uh, you know, had traumatic effects on you or big effects on you? Yeah, the, the Wolfman was a little scary for me. That Frankenstein, I never found him to be scary at all. I, I used to uh, laugh at, at my friends when one of them was his biggest fear. One of my friends when I was a kid was Frankenstein. I was like, Frankenstein, ha, ha, ha. But yeah. uh, Wolfman scared me a little bit, not because I remember the first time I ever saw it. And I was sitting on the floor watching it next to the couch, you know, by my parents and when he turned into the wolf man and I was, I was getting kind of antsy and my mother was like, Oh, what's wrong? And I remember I was, I was pretty small and I was like, Oh, I'm scared. He's like, are you, are you scared of the wolf man? I said, no, I'm afraid I'm going to turn into the wolf man. So <laughs> it gave me this fear that I might turn in it turn into something. And, uh, and movies like that used to scare me when people would morph into creatures. I remember this one. I don't even remember what it was called. I just remember the person in the end, they uh, burst into spontaneous human combustion and just kind of like melted. And the last thing you saw was this hand that turned into a pile of goo on the floor. And and that was, that was very scary because I thought I might uh, spontaneous combust at one point or another. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but one that really got me for a lot of years when I was a kid, it was actually the blob. Yeah. The blob was a scary movie. Mm-hmm. He was pretty scary. And the, the thing that my brother pointed out when we were little, he goes, we were in bed one night talking about the blob. You know, what if it came? We don't have air conditioning. We don't have a freezer to go into. It's summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, you know what the scariest thing about the blob is? And I was like, what? And, you know, we had bunk beds. He's on the top bunk. And he's like, you can't kill it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. You know, and that that was just the whole like moment of pondering going holy shit he's right you can't mm-hmm. shoot it you can't stab it with anything all mm-hmm. you can do is run, and if it catches you it's going to eat you alive mm-hmm. so 
I spent many a nights with, you know, after that, with the cover, you know, up over my ear, hiding from the vampires, but mm-hmm. thinking to myself, this is not a good defense against the blob. You'd come up right up under the covers at the foot of the bed and eat me and I'm done. You know, right. So, <laughs> right. So, was, was this the original blob from the 50s with Steve McQueen or the blob that came out later in the 70s or 80s? Yeah, this this was the Steve McQueen original blob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, uh, interesting to hear you say that the famous scene in the movie house when he's trying to get everybody to believe in that the blob is there. Yes. Uh huh. Amazing. I remember the first time I ever saw that movie. I wasn't even in school yet. I was yeah. I was like four years old, and I, I remember being at my grandmother's house. All my my, parent, my uh, parents were at work, and mm-hmm. we used to watch all kind of horror shows even when I was little. And I don't know why the blob was on in the middle of the day, but I watched it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember telling my brother about it. You know, trying to explain to him as a little kid, of course, fouling it all up about the movie theater scene. And he's going, "Oh, this this movie, that movie sounds stupid." But then, then when he finally saw it, he was more afraid of it than I was. When that movie mm-hmm. would come on, like the 4.30 movie used to be on every day yeah. at 4.30, they would have Horror Week. Yeah. We would always watch The Blob, even though we were terrified of it. And when the mm-hmm. song went in the beginning, Beware of the Blob, he, he would look, cover his ears and run into the bedroom screaming until that music was over with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cutting into your exercise time. <laughs> It's stabbing you in the back nine, and it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig-speed internet or other popular plans. Now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. They made a good, you know, some some movies that they made remake, um, makes of um, the original ones from the 50s are not very good. But the, the remake in the 80s, I think it was, I think it's with C. Thomas Howell of The Blob was very, very good. Or it might have been um, with Kevin, um, the guy was yeah. in Platoon, whatever well, there, was, there, there was one of the Dillons in that, Matt Dillon. Yes, oh. yes, Kevin Dillon. That was Kevin Dillon in that. If, um, or it might have been Matt Dillon. Excuse me. You're right, but it was uh, it was good, and it was good with the uh, with the uh, the military personnel being in there and the bum, you know, having the blob on him and everything. It was like that, you know, that type of movie, the the beautiful ambiance they would get at nighttime or whatever. It's like the beginning of um, Close Encounters for me it was always one of it was so uh, is was has always been just so awe inspiring, you know. Mm-hmm. With uh, Richard Dreyfuss and that that whole scene with the lights going out and everything, that science fi- scary stuff. But you know, I have to. Uh, we're going to go back and forth here like a ping pong game, and I hope people are enjoying this because uh, if you're not, I'm having a hell of a lot of fun going over these old pictures. My favorite, my number one favorite film of science fiction, and it still scares the shit out of me in its own crazy way. I just love this film, and I watch it at least four times a year. I'll pick a day, particularly in the winter. I love it. And I just kick back and I, I actually, you know, I have a, the uh, the uh, CD of it and I put it in. The Thing, the original Thing from uh, the 1950s with James Arness and Kenneth Tobey and all the classic actors, Dewey Martin. I know every line in that movie. And it is one of the snappiest, um, snappiest uh, dialogues, one of the best films. You know, people don't even, Howard Hawks was the producer and director. It was based on a story called Who Goes There? Dmitry Tiomkin was an uh, Academy Award winning uh, composer. He did the music with the theremin that I played over there. And that whole ambiance of that picture in black and white uh, just scared the living shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It was just the perfect movie. 
because it didn't portray anybody as like in any kind of extraordinary way. It was just like real people caught in this real situation with a something from another world. And uh, I just love that ambiance of the, um, you know, the mood of the, uh, you know, the mad professor and uh, that eerie scene when, you know, he, they plant the little seeds from his hand. And they're listening to it with a stethoscope and the scientists say, it sounds like the wail of a hungry baby. Holy shit. An incredible, incredible movie. Now, the remake, John Carpenter's with uh, Kurt Russell, uh, good film, uh, but not one of my favorites. And uh, I mean, I watch it, but never, never does justice to the original for me. And, And people love that film. And then the next one that they did, they did, they did another one, a prequel, uh, on the thing. Uh, which I saw and I, I didn't care for it too much, but the original thing scared the bejesus out of me. And like I said, uh, it's like uh, a Western that I watch with John Wayne and searchers classic movie. I must watch that four times a year, five times a year. I watch the, the thing every few months. I just love it. What's another one for you, Paul? It could be a modern yeah. one, an old one. You know, one that, that pops to mind, it's it's not uh, an old movie and it wasn't really a scary movie, but there was a scene in this particular movie that, that was very creepy to me. It was called The Return of the Living Dead. It came out in 19, I want to say 85, 86. And it was it was a comedy horror. And it's, it's yes, very I know the film. Yeah, it's, it's like a cult classic now that, you know, people really enjoy uh, The Return of the Living Dead. And I remember this one scene where this this girl, one of the the, uh, the teenagers that are like punk rockers, and they get caught in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And one girl gets killed, and you know, you see her later. She gets attacked in the graveyard, and she's completely naked because she was doing a striptease. And uh, there's this scene where it's it's just dark, and there's like this big parking lot with a few street lights, and there's like a, a mist or a fog rolling across. The, uh, the parking lot and you see this homeless man with his shopping cart he's just walking through this big parking lot in the dark not a mm-hmm. soul just a mist and he sees this naked girl you know walking toward him in the distance and he's stopping and he's looking you know like you know what the hell is this and uh then as she gets closer you just catch this glimpse where her skin is blue and her mouth is humongous he just mm-hmm. grabs, like you know, goes to take a big bite right out of his head, and then the mm-hmm. scene, the scene switches. But I, I always found that even to this day, I think that is a, one of the creepiest scenes out of a movie. And mm-hmm. if if I'm out at night and like a big and and I used to go out where I used to live, mm-hmm. I I used to go out sometimes and walk around parking lots of like malls or whatever, you know, for exercise, and I I do it at night, mm-hmm. and some. I would just think about that if I was the only one out there and I, I kind of get a little, uh, a little bit of a chill, like, you know, man, you know, that, that shit was scary. You know, that was mm-hmm. a creepy I, you know, I thought anyway. Mm-hmm. I know the film and uh, in that film, uh, that's the one that Kent McCord is in. He plays an army officer and his son is out with those people. And the one girl is the goth girl. And uh, they, they go down into the underground bunker, uh, you know, through all that stuff. And they find out all the people who were made into the living dead through those canisters of poison uh-huh. stuff. It's a it's a it's supposed to be kind of a comedy, but it's dreadful at the same time. It is Some horrible stuff in it. Yeah, that's a very creepy movie. I forgot that one. And it's it's very sad because the one the one gal turns into a monster that the, there's no happy ending in that movie. Oh, no. It's one of those movies that doesn't have a happy ending. You know, it's kind of like one that I got to throw out for you. And it's the original one here. And then you're up next. The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the one from the 50s with Kevin McCarthy and Dana Winter. And all the other people. That one used to scare the shit out of me. You know, and I guess the premise of that picture that scares the shit is that you can have. When everybody turns on you and wrong is right and right is wrong, you know, and nobody believes you. And uh, it's kind of a good science fiction theme because I'm sure there are people out there who have seen UFOs or claim that they've been uh, abducted or had something done and and really believe that or it happens to be true and we we can't prove it. 
and feel the same way. They're trying to warn people of things. Uh, you know, I was watching something the other night uh, with uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, one of our astronauts. You know, he passed away, but he's that's that's not an apocryphal story, meaning a, a false story. But it's, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, in his life said, yeah, I've spoken to people who, yeah, know about extraterrestrial. They're for real. And that's one of our famous astronauts. And, uh, you know, uh, just that's Dr. Edgar Mitchell, you know, when he was alive. Uh, so, you know. But a lot of people will say, well, how about, he can't prove that stuff. That's a bunch of hogwash. So the night of uh, the invasion of the body snatchers was a lot like that. That and where you couldn't go to sleep. Yep. And then you have no emotions. You know, everybody's I, against you. I, I still love the body snatcher movie. And, and if there's a remake or anything close to it, I, I always watch it because I, I, I'm fascinated with that idea of, some plant or being or pods that come from outer space and they 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 take us over. They yeah. become us. I'm just fascinated with that that whole uh, that whole story. Did you like the one with Nicole Kidman and um, and uh, Daniel Craig? The, the most recent one that they've had. There was another one with Donald Sutherland, which was very good. Yeah, you know, I I did like the the Nicole Kidman one. It, it was so different. But it, but it had an atmosphere to it. They, they had an atmosphere to certain scenes in that movie that made you go, oh, yeah, you know, they're they're doing something right with it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, you know, which was one that surprised me um, that uh, it, when, when I talk about studying um, film or different events as a psychologist, I'll never forget doing a paper on the effect of War of the Worlds, the original Orson Welles uh, radio broadcast. Uh huh. <laughs> thrown off the air because people really believed we were being invaded by Martians. And I always liked, uh, sometimes I loved it, but most of the time I liked it. I liked the 53 version of War of the Worlds with Gene Barry, you know, Batman mm. Anderson and Burke's Law of, of Fame. I, I liked it uh, a lot. And then the one with Tom Cruise that came out, the War of the Worlds, the one that came out about nine or 10 years ago. Yeah. If it wasn't for, I, I think the young actress is Dakota Fanning. Mm -hmm. All she did is fucking scream, pardon my language, folks, through the entire fucking movie. And I, wa I, I wanted her to get killed by the, uh, <laughs> by the Martians. But I thought that was a really, really scary and well done movie. I mean, Cruz, um, whether you think he's nuts or not for his Scientology stuff, he has been in some just marvelous, marvelous films. I think he's a marvelous actor. He's, a, he's an incredible guy. Yeah, so, you know, has just done some fantastic projects. And War of the Worlds, that was just brilliant. That gave you everything that you wanted, or I wanted, to get the shit scared out of me, and more. From that, all the way from them busting up through the concrete to shooting people and dissolving them and seeing it, and the, even the sound of the things, and then kind of ejecting all that blood and waste from people. I, I thought that was a creepy movie. Yeah, we just we just watched that a few months ago before we moved. We watched the uh, the Tom Cruise version. Which Did you I, like I it a lot? Oh, I do. I, I seen it in the movies because I'm a, a big alien invasion uh, yep. movie buff person, mm -hmm. and uh, I own it on a uh, on digital and also the uh, the DVD. I, I really mm -hmm. like that. Well, look at this now. You know, one of the things I should tell our, our audience out there is uh, I know you like this as well as I do. I like to do spontaneous shows as well as shows where we have things planned out, because it's like a discussion in our living room. Uh, I'm lucky to have uh, Paul as a family member and also as a neighbor. And I can't tell you how wonderful it is to sit there and, and find somebody who is interesting and uh, very intelligent like Paul and, and just has a wide variety of interests and is open-minded and likes to discuss things like this. It's wonderful. And I hope you guys like it too. This is, uh, you know, this is one of my favorite things to do if I'm out with my friends or family. I like to have a beer, a glass of wine, you know, a pizza, something simple, beautiful night, maybe a fire, and discuss things like this. You know, oh yeah, they're they're fun, they're fun, and, and they have you know, it shows you the effect that movies and perceptions and books, and uh, I can't wait to get uh, Steve from uh, Thirteen Minutes After Midnight on the show because what a friggin' storyteller he is! Whoa, if you haven't, uh, if you guys want to go to a great channel, go to a podcast, go to that guy. Phenomenal. But what's another movie that you like, Paul? 
we got a little bit of time here, you know, to uh, go over a, a few more. What, what's one that it could be modern, it could be old, and what's something that's had an effect on you or leaves an impression on you? Well, let, let's see if you know this one. This one was a big one. There was me and my brother and, and a friend of mine. Well, we went to see this in the movies with our, our parents, of course, because we were quite young, kind of young. And it, it scared us, you know. We were, we were always talking about this movie. It was called Prophecy. Oh, and sure. I, and Talia Shire from Rocky was in it. Sure. And Christopher Walken. Nope, not the Christopher Walken. This is a different one. It's a, it's about waste product being being dumped into a river and how it deforms the wildlife and the monster is this big, gigantic, deformed bear with no hair. No, that one I've never seen. And he has one big, gigantic eye and one small eye. And uh, that one was very scary to us. And, and again, one of the scenes in the movie was uh, the prophecy creature coming across this field through this lake toward these people. Mm-hmm. And the, there's fog all through the field, and you just see the silhouette of it like coming across the field at them. Oh, and this, there was this big field in, in back of uh, you know my house, and mm-hmm. if we were outside playing, you know, every night you could look out there in the summertime, there was always fog in the field. Mm-hmm. And then my friend spent the night, we'd sit there looking out the window going, man, you know, this is like the prophecy movie. Could you imagine, you know, that, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was one we, we were, uh, we were kind of creeped out by the deformed bear. And if we were outside playing, mm-hmm. you know, it got in like 79, 80, somewhere in that, that, yeah. that area. And, uh, you know, we, we were definitely uh, creeped out by it. If we heard a, a noise in the woods or, you know, outside, uh, mm-hmm. it would look twice or maybe inch a little closer to the the front door because you know we didn't want it to be a deformed bear coming to you know rip us to shreds Mm -hmm. and i own the movie on dvd next time we see you i will lend it to you so you can watch it or maybe we can watch it together and i can watch you get scared yeah it's it's a great summertime movie we we should watch it yeah yes they yeah that would be a lot of fun Hey, you know what's one? And uh, I, I don't know if this one scared, scared you, Andy, since you're into the spiritual stuff. And both of these, I'm, I'm going to mention two, and, and because they're so obvious. Uh, they're just two phenomenal pictures uh, in the song on the, the latter of the one. I actually have uh, copies of, uh, because it's so fucking haunting, it scares me. Uh, one, The first one, when I saw, I, it creeped me out for years and years and years, still creeps me out when I see it on many levels. The Exorcist. Right. You know? Oh, my God. Uh, it wasn't just shocking. It was just a creepy movie. It, you know, when you really get into The Exorcist, and if you believe in demons or good and bad, or if you believe in the existence of God, well, there's also the possibility of Satan, right? Those kinds of things. Uh, uh, or evil, whatever. And the other one, which I thought was done so well, was Rosemary's Baby. Oh, my goodness. Yes, just a just a haunting movie, a lot like the invasion of the body snatchers, you know. And Mia Farrow was so fantastic, Ruth Gordon, uh, you know, everybody in there. John Cassavetes, the, the the whole crew. I mean, you you had just you know stellar actors and actresses in there. Patsy Kelly, um, you know, just phenomenal. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Roman Polanski directed it. Uh, you know, it was a book by Ira Levine. My goodness, you just couldn't ask for anything better, uh, like The Exorcist. And they were just scary, scary movies, because uh, that was this uh, dark, dark side. And uh, it kind of tapped into your nightmares, you know? Uh, yeah, when I, when, I, when I first saw The Exorcist, I mean, I, of course, I was, I was scared. You know, I, was, mm-hmm. I think I was 11 or 12. And I remember, and I saw it on Channel Eleven on network TV. Oh boy! And the first time, you know, so it was edited, but it still scared the hell out of me. And the, the first time she spoke in that voice, you know, did you see what she did? I, right. I went like, I, I literally went numb with fear, and I was petrified yes. of that. You know, but yes, but and we didn't watch it for years, you know, because it's like, yeah, it's kind of a dark movie. I don't know, but me and Dorothy first, you know, we we got married. We. That, that, that's when we had, you know, uh, family members that seemed somewhat sane and some friends that seemed kind of sane at the time. 
right. and we would have, we would have Halloween parties every year. So we, we came up with the idea for uh, one of our Halloween parties. I said, you know, we're, we're going to watch The Exorcist. None of us have watched it in years. Mm-hmm. And for dinner for the Halloween party, we're we're going to have pea soup, and we're going to eat pea soup while we watch the, <laughs> while we watch The Exorcist. And uh, and and honestly, I, I I watched it, you know, at the Halloween party, and uh, it it didn't phase me at all. None of it, none of it really, even uh, none of it phased me in the least. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic. Available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, it's like uh, Trump breaking the law now, and I don't mean to throw in politics. People say it's the new normal. You know, if anybody else pulled the shit that he pulled, uh, nobody would, uh, you know, have been in office. Those, the, the exorcist, like Rosemary's Baby, was a groundbreaking, groundbreaking movies. You had never seen anybody throw up or puke on the a priest's, uh, you know, the thing or the rituals. Or if you can remember her taking the uh, crucifix and sticking it in her vagina or getting the mother's face and pushing it in her bloody vagina. It just it just broke all kinds of taboos. I can remember seeing that as an adult in the movies and people. And this was in New York, uh, in New York City. And. and you know, it was the, the movie house was jammed. You could hear a pin drop. It was like nobody had ever seen anything like that. It's like when you saw Jaws for the first time. Nobody had ever seen a movie like that. Or Saving Private Ryan as a war picture. Nobody had ever seen a movie like that with such vivid, um, uh, you know, vivid stuff. Uh, it, was, it was people were stunned. Uh, Rosemary's Baby was a whole different thing. It was so friggin' creepy. And so bizarre, Rosemary's Baby was like something that could happen to any yuppie at the time. That's what they would call the upper middle class, you know, kind of people, these yuppies, you know, you'd sell your soul to the devil for anything. So it was uh, crazy stuff. Now, he, now, here's one for you that just popped into my mind and I want to mm-hmm. squeeze it. We run out of time. You, mm-hmm. you have to know this one. It, it was like a movie anthology with Boris Karloff. It was called Black Sabbath. Oh, sure. And there was the one story in there where there's the lady who she's like a housekeeper and, and she goes to this uh, one woman's house. She gets the call. She passed away and she steals a ring off of the dead body. Mm-hmm. You know, and the maid is like, oh, you know, when she was alive, she, you know, that she talked to the spirits every Thursday. And just her, just the lady that passed away in the bed, she you know the the makeup effect. She had this big, kind of creepy grin, and her eyes were you know very mm-hmm. wide. And uh, she comes back to get her ring from the woman who stole it in the end of the movie. And just the way you know that that face with the the big grin and the eyes, like you know coming with her hands out toward the woman. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was very scary. And I think that I'm sorry. As I was saying, and, and that was an image that was very haunting and scary to me when, when I was a kid. There was a movie that scared me to death uh, that was similar to that. Uh, and these were things that were like based on Psycho, where you could see faces that were really in grimaces like, uh, you know, that he had never shown before. And it was a movie I, I bet you're familiar with. It was called Dr. Sardonicus. And uh, it was the same premise that he bought a winning lottery ticket. He gave it to his father. His father died. His father was buried and he found out the ticket was in there. He opened the grave and the father uh, grabbed his hand accidentally and it made his face, you know, get into this terrible gesture into Dr. Sardonicus. Uh, 
it was just one of the scariest pictures ever. It was a B movie. I, I might have been a Roger Corman movie or, or something along the lines. One quick thing. Do you have any movies? Uh, uh, you know, pick one or so. Uh, I, I know one that I'll pick. And, and if you have one, we can come back and maybe do another show. Pictures that are very, you know, that are fairly modern or modern that are highly disturbing that you can't watch. Uh, I have uh, a number of them. But the first one, my uh, good buddy, John Lishak, uh, he loves horror pictures like I do. But I cannot watch the uh, Rod Zombie films like House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, you know, or those other kinds of things. They are so fucking horrid and, and positively gruesome. I, I just can't watch them. Uh, they, they totally freak me out. Uh, you know, uh, the way they uh, sit, you know, Sid Haig and... All those uh, Bob Mosley, they are just dreadful. And and our cousin, uh, Billy Forsythe, is in uh, a lot of the sequels. Uh, right. the, other, the other one is, uh, in case people don't know that, that's uh, uh, Paul's wife's, you know, uh, first cousin uh, and a cousin of mine. Yeah, the, the, the Rob Zombie movies, he always falls very flat for me. I, I had greater expectations for Rob Zombie when I heard he was going to start making movies and I was like, yeah, yeah this, this is going to be a guy who gets it. And, and I, I was disappointed with all of them. You know, it, some of them were, were hard to sit through only because uh, they weren't entertaining me uh, so very much. Yeah. I know a, lot, a lot of, a lot of people feel differently, but yeah, he falls very flat for me and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in that because I thought he would do much, much better than, than, than the caliber of movies that he puts out. Yeah. The, the, um, the other one, uh, that, that, uh, is that are just positively dreadful. I've seen a little bit of the first one, a little bit of the second one, because I, I like to kind of force myself to watch something sometimes just so that I've seen it, but I could not sit through the whole thing where the hostile movies, uh, you know, where they, where these, uh, these college students in the first one of their males and the second one, they're, they're a bunch of females they are misled in these uh, Eastern European countries, and then they, they become like chattel to be tortured and killed by rich businessmen. Those things are positively mindless and violent and vile. And they're terribly, terribly, terribly to me upsetting. I can watch a horror show where they're you know sawing people's arms off and doing all kinds of crazy things where it looks like it's meant to be campy or silly or funny or nutty. And uh, when they get into these movies where they're doing this shit for real, you know, uh, where they're depicting, uh, you know, like real serial killing or real, real pathology. And people, I can't watch that, uh, you know, and I'm glad I can't. I, I just can't. It's, it's too upsetting. It's like it's like they're too realistic for me. They're too dark. Right. And, and those I found are particularly dark. Do you have one that you found that's too dark for your taste that just completely turn you off? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty steeped in horror, and it takes a lot. Uh, it takes a lot to get my goat and say, ah, you know. I, I think movies I won't watch or things that really you know anger me is not necessarily uh, horror movies. I, I guess they would be a genre of horror. But if you're watching things with sex trafficking, you know, doing harm to women, children, yeah, 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 that that kind of thing. If it's a little too realistic. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, that that that's very bothersome to me. Yeah, but I, I, I'm sorry. I I have a proposal here since we're we're telling these uh, stories. Yes, and if you're interested, and if the listening audience is interested, uh, when I first started the the spirit side, uh, probably a year ago, I did, and, and I'm going to do uh, <clears throat> some other ones like this as well. Over Watch the year, <laughs> no, over over the years, I've, I've collected uh, a lot of ghost stories from a lot of people. You know, where I used to live, I used to do a little bit of uh, paranormal investigation and mm -hmm. house cleaning. Sure. So I I picked up a lot of stories from people, um, and and I wrote some of them down. Some I just took notes. Some I have to memory. And I have some on the spirit side. If people are interested that haven't heard them, you know, don't listen to the spirit side. Uh, we could upload some of those true stories here on people under the stairs just as extra episodes, special episode. There is there is one story called The Intruder, uh, I called it. 
Uh, it was actually a coworker of a friend told me this story when I used to live in Middletown, New York, in Orange County. And she she was dead serious. Um, very creepy story. Very creepy story. I actually wrote that one down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so people are interested in, in hearing those kind of things. I will uh, I will send them over to uh, our producer and he can upload them here on People Under the Stairs and hear some of these uh, bizarre tales I've collected over the, the years of being eyeball deep in this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other things I thought you were going to say, and I know uh, people do it with the um, uh, some of the other shows there. We should, uh, over the course of the year, pick out pick out a time and advise everybody and do a watch along. Take a horror movie and do a watch along and, and, and with commentary, you know, a live watch along. They're a lot of fun. Where the fans yeah. that kind of tune in and uh, comment and, uh, you know, we, we talk over the thing there a little bit there as it's going on and uh, do a little analysis with folks and have a little bit of fun on that. Yeah, that well, I think we're out of time, my friend. Uh, how about you? Did you enjoy today's show? It was. This, this was very fun. I, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, that makes that makes me. Uh, I second that one. I I had a nice time, and I hope you guys out there have had a nice time. And if you want to reach Paul, uh, you know, other than through the show, Paul, why don't you let people know what you're up to? Well, they uh, as usual, they can reach me at nocturnalmagic at gmail dot com. I am I've, I've gone back to uploading some podcasts and videos to YouTube. I, I demonetize my channel so they don't have any say with, you know, their advertisers and their BS. Uh, so you could look me up, Paul James Caden on YouTube, on Twitter. Um, and I have, uh, I pared down my, my podcast as I talked about the last time 1159 is no longer with us. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing this and the spirit side because there's just so many other projects I'm involved in. I don't have time to do two podcasts plus the, this plus everything else. So the spirit side will be on this network. Uh, it will be switching over from 1159 and carrying on from there. So if you're interested, it's, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit people under the stairs. It's a little bit, uh, the flavor of, uh, just thinking with Stan Wanglin. It's a little of the paranormal, a uh, little bit of current events. I, I like the spirit side because it was the wide variety of, of topics that, that I would cover there. And it's not so boxed in, uh, but it always has a little bit of a spiritual or paranormal flair to it. So mm-hmm. that's where they can get a hold of me. Well, that's uh, that's great. And if you guys, uh, excuse me, I was just moving about for for a second here, adjusting my chairs. If my voice, uh, uh, you know, fogged out there for a second. Uh, if you guys want to see my other show, it's Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. And I also have uh, the little five-minute segments in addition to that called Your Daily Awakening. I have some great ones that are out there in the coming days. And it's a, a, quite a number of funny shows coming up as well. It's a lot of really good um, uh, shows on politics and other strange events uh, that are out there. And um, I've also started a feature called The Swamp Creature of the Week. And uh, the first one is out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's kind of a political statement on draining the swamp. And uh, I'll give you a hint. The swamp creature of the week is Moscow Mitch McConnell. But it'll be Republicans, Democrats, and independents. I'm an equal opportunity swamp creature identifier. Well, I think that's uh, all that we have to offer today. We could go on for 10 more hours, but we'd be overstaying our welcome with you. And as always, thanks for joining us uh, on the show. Thanks for your support. And if you like the show, rate and review it. And if you want to get a hold of me uh, or Paul, it's S. Wangland. That's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. You want to say goodbye, Paul? I do. And as usual, if anybody out there has their own paranormal story or anything strange uh, that they would like to talk about, you know, always shoot us an email. We're always happy to hear from people. We want to start having more guests on the show, people telling their stories of what happened to them. Uh, It's a great time to do things like that. It's always fun. So if you have a story, if you have uh, an encounter with the bazaar, give us a yell and join us under the stairs. We'd be glad to have you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, everybody, wait a second. Paul, I think there may be somebody. What? Oh, my God. Here they are again, Paul. Here they are again. Who is it? Oh, man. I'm going to say goodbye, folks. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wanglund. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network it's cutting into your exercise time it's stabbing you in the back nine And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms.